Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support. And once again, welcome home. to this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Uh, this is your host, Josh, and I am back from the beach. I just spent the last, like, five days with my wife, Eli, my brother Eli and his wife, Amelia, and then my cousin Jackson and his wife, Leah, all went to Myrtle Beach for a few days, and my cousin Zion surprised us there. Um, and we spent some needed days of relaxation and sun tanning that's not really my thing that's more of my wife's thing but she was let me join in on that um and just time together i don't get to see jackson and leah or zion that often anymore and so it's really good to spend time with them Um, but it's also good to be back here in franklin tennessee back to work, uh, back to walking my dog every morning. Thank you to my parents for watching Roscoe. Um, And I'm back to recording podcasts here at the studio. And for today's episode, I wanted to start off with, it's a little different than how I normally start off. And this is a little um, uncomfortable for me, I guess, but uh, I just wanted to share something with all of the listeners. And if you listen to the podcast, you probably know that I always start off each episode and end each episode with music. And a lot of you know that that's music that I make myself. Um, I'm in the middle of literally the middle of a year of making a song every day of the year. So tomorrow, well, when you're listening to this, it'll be June 30th. So that's like the halfway point of the year. Um, Today's Today, when I release a song, it'll be 180 songs this year in 180 days. And I love making music. And it's what I want to do uh, for the rest of my life. That's eventually how I want to make a living for myself and my family. And I've been making music for close to 10 years now. And I've never made a dollar off of my music. And it's not that I've wanted to be making money off of it. I've, I just have never made the effort to try and make money. Um, and I've recently, over these past six months, had a lot of people reach out to me and say, how can we support you? I know this is your dream. I love what you're doing. How can I support you? And it's hard for me to say, well, just send me a check. That'd be <laughs> awesome. So I have, starting on July 1st, I'm going to have a merchandise store open. Woo! And you, if you're listening to this podcast, you're getting the early bird special. No one else knows about this, but um, I'm selling t-shirts, West Main t-shirts. 
Uh, I'll, you'll probably see a picture of them on my social media somewhere. You definitely will. And uh, I'll put the link in my Instagram. My Instagram is Josh Katina, or you can also find my music on West underscore underscore Maine. Um, and the link to buy the shirt will be there. And um, anyone who buys a shirt, this is me saying thank you in advance. Um, but you're not only just getting a shirt. I wanted to make this something special because this is the first money I'll ever make off of, uh, off of music. And so I decided that for this shirt only, if you buy a shirt, uh, there will be a place for you to put your name down and your name will go in my studio. I'm going to, I'll reveal how I'm going to do that later, but your name will be up in my studio forever if you buy this shirt. And I wanted to have a way to remember the very first people who supported me financially. So that's how I'm going to do it. So not only do you get a t-shirt, but you also get your name uh, in my memory until I die. So that's <laughs> my pitch for the merch. Um, if you have any questions about it, just reach out to me on Instagram and I'll, I'll be happy to talk to you. But there's my merch pitch. Um, and now we're going to get back to the show. So you've probably heard her giggling in the background. Um, I literally texted her today and asked her if she would be willing to come and record. And she graciously said yes. And so this is a returning guest. And I would like to give her a warm welcome. And thank you for coming here. Welcome to my cousin, Callie Katina. Cal, thanks for being here. Of course, of course. Buy the merch, buy his teas. <laughs> if you want to be in the studio... You'll be an OG. And I love that. I'm so stoked for you. That's Thanks, amazing. Kelly. I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Of course. Um, I, I've, so I've been having like a lot of returning guests lately. And mm -hmm. I know that we've been gaining more listenership over the recent months. And so a lot of people may have never heard. This might be their first time hearing our guests. And I haven't been doing a good job of this. So I'm going to start it with you. I just want to give you a chance really quick to introduce yourself to our listeners who may, uh, this may be their first time hearing from you. Awesome. Um, yes, I'm Callie Jean. I am Sam's middle daughter. I currently live in West Nashville. I actually just recently moved to that area. And so my life has been in boxes recently, and so very, very relieved to kind of be on the other side, be a little bit more settled. I live with my best friend in the world that I've known since sixth grade, Sabrina Elizabeth, and we have the best time. It's just been really, really, you know, sweet to be able to spend time with basically my sister, and I believe that your home should be your safest place, your place where you go to recharge, and so we've really been doing a lot of that. A lot of self-care my favorite together and so it's been really fun I'm still uh, working in Midtown as an esthetician so um, the grind never stops and so um, yeah it's been a really sweet time uh, a lot of rest again and um, do you need more of an intro that's, that? great, <laughs> no, that's okay. great okay thank you so much yeah, for doing that I've known Callie since the day I was born, so I didn't need that intro, but um, I'm really glad to have her here in the Thanks. studio with me, Cal. Mm. This is your second time. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure when the first... It's been a, at least a few months since you were here last. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if... It sounds like there's been some stuff going on in your life, <laughs> but 
Uh, for returning guests, I don't do my normal three-question routine with them. I only have one question. Okay. And it's a question that I've asked you before. And I, I like asking all of my guests this question because this question is where, what the podcast is all about. So answer it however you want to. But okay. the question is this. What's going on at home? Um, yeah, I think kind of what I've already um, gone into a little bit. Just It's been a really big transitional period for me. So I was really worried, to be honest with you, um, kind of walking into an, an yet another transitional period because I know all the emotions that come with that and I know the exhaustion that comes with that. So I really tried to do my best at preparing for it. I really love my therapist. I'm really thankful for her. So I, I made that a priority and really, really trying to uh, gear up for the transition and be well prepared and check in with myself. I gave myself a lot more rest than I typically would. Um, I just think this has been a really heavy season, season for a lot of people. I think we talked about it in church the other day, but we've gone through like 800 plus days of hard COVID and isolation, the mental health crisis. And so I think for, for transitional periods, just for this season in general, it's so, so important for all of us to give ourselves so much grace and so much space to just kind of balance out the hard with pouring into ourselves and what we need during this time. So moving in the midst of just... Again, I've had a lot of changes recently in my life. It just feels like there's forever. I mean, it's life. I, yeah. I understand that. I realize that. I acknowledge that. But it doesn't take away from some of the really, really hard and dark times that come with that. So I, you know, have just really tried to be intentional of, of t- checking in with myself. Um, you and I were raised very similarly in that we really, really... Uh, big part of our lives is hustle culture and I think the flip side of that has kind of been okay that's great I can honestly grind I can on it obviously you know do okay with for myself and provide myself but also how am I resting and how again am I balancing that out in my mental and and self-care and things like that and so um it's been chaotic it's been kind of all over the place to be honest with you joshie i've had like i literally have been living out of boxes it feels like for the last month and a half like i even had like 15 days in between when my lease ended and when i could even move in so then i was like sick i'm gonna be experiencing homelessness for 15 (laughs) for 15 days obviously i have tons of family so so thankful for that but were you staying with did you stay with family? I did. That? I did. I stayed with Krista, our, nice. one of our cousins that was in South South Nash. She's closer to work, and it's just, my commute is just crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, I spent some time with mom and dad, too. But I was just like, oh, my word. <laughs> I'm going to lose my marbles. Because yeah. my stuff was in, like, three different places at one point. And luckily, Bina, my best friend that I currently live with, was already in the place that we were moving into. So I, I could gradually move things in but you know how it is having your stuff just everywhere i was just like i'm a manic person yeah i remember so right before um alexis and i got married Mm -hmm. for like a i think it was maybe two months yeah i moved back in with my parents um i had been living by myself Mm -hmm. did you ever come over to that apartment 
don't know. I don't know <laughs> if we're you so did. bad at doing this as cousins. We all hang out, obviously, but just going to each other's home. Yeah. We're usually out. I was only, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was only there for like a year. Uh-huh. But, um, it's cute. Anyways, I moved out <laughs> of that place. So I've been living by myself for a year mm-hmm. out of the parents' house. And mm. then for two months leading up to my wedding, I moved back into <laughs> my house with my, yeah. my parents' house. Yeah. And that was really strange it was great obviously <laughs> sure. um it really helps that i have parents that are willing to Absolutely. open the doors up for me and mm. uh, but I, it didn't it did not feel like home to me mm-hmm. like it used to at yeah least. totally it's the house i grew up in for but sure. it, i didn't feel like like they painted my walls different colors and, <laughs> uses our room for storage yeah, yeah, i think i was right, like you yeah. i never like i was there yeah. two months i never unpacked all my clothes yeah, and stuff i was just totally living out of like, like laundry baskets <laughs> and stuff but what oh i want to ask you now that you're out of your parents house mm-hmm. um what's it like when you go back not maybe you're not living there or whatever but just when you yeah. go back to see your parents or yeah. whatever does the house feel different to you at all? 100%. Or what is that like for you? Absolutely. Um, I I think this is pretty clear and has been since I've been living there. I was in Green Hills before West Nash, but like I am such a Nashville girl through yeah. and through. I really am. I love the people. I feel like I have such a relationship with the city because I spent so much time there and I'm in Midtown, so I'm friends with everyone that works in Midtown. So it's such a sweet community of really, really close people. And I obviously think we all um, bond over rolling our eyes at the woohoo girls and the like sequence that like threw up everywhere. (laughs) Like it's just one of those things. It's just like an ongoing, like running joke of like, here we go. And we all help each other out. So it's really sweet. I I feel like I've really found, you know, my space and I love it. And I go to shows there. But anyways, all that to say now coming back to Franklin, my parents are going to yell, but like, I rarely do it. Mm-hmm. I really try to get back down here for church on Sundays and I still very much value family time. It's just such a headache. Mm-hmm. It feels like a mini road trip because yeah. I'm coming all the way from like, it, it's more like Northwest Nash. Like yeah. it is, it's up there. So, um, I, I don't love driving. So it, it feels very different. I experienced a ton of nostalgia coming back mm-hmm. here too, because these were our streets growing up. So yeah. like, that now even coming here, seeing the transition of the growth in Franklin that's happening in Nashville, obviously it's like Nashville's literally bleeding out. And we see that like on McEwen when there used to be just fields there. And now it's just completely, I mean, once you put Jenny's anywhere, it's going down from there. Like it is over. Yeah. In 20 years, I feel like Franklin will be Nashville. Oh my gosh. 100%. Enveloped. Absolutely. And that's what's happening. So I think like, Similar with you, like I, I love going to my parents' house because it it just feels so different. It doesn't feel like home anymore. Mm-hmm. Obviously, my parents will always feel like home, but the building, the house itself doesn't. It feels like a retreat and like I live in an apartment now. Yeah. So like being even in a home is like yeah. crazy. And in Williamson County, you're like, oh my God, there's so much space. You yeah. guys have a yard. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I love the city. You I really do. I know, right? <laughs> this is crazy. Extra yeah. room, you know? And so, yeah, I, I think it really always feels like such uh 
I like retreat, a breath of fresh air. I love going there to recharge and lay on my mom's bougie white couch that like I could never afford in a million years, you know? <laughs> like it's like such a retreat and I love it, but it's just such a different feel. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it you is. know. It's a so. it's a strange it's strange for me like yeah. living in Franklin. Right. Because I grew up here. Totally. But it feels different. Yeah. You know, and there was like a four-year gap of my life where I was in college mm-hmm. and I really was only in Franklin during like the holidays. Yeah. And so I do feel like I spent time away and then came back and it was different. And right. so now it's strange being in Franklin, the place I grew up and some things feel the same, but some things are very different. Yeah. And it's, I, I ran into uh, a, a girl who I went to high school. I ran into the homecoming queen of Stop. my, uh, when I was a senior, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, literally it. yesterday oh I ran gosh. into her and yeah. I hadn't seen her probably since I graduated wow. and we were, uh, we were at the gas station <laughs> and we probably talked for 30 seconds, just catching up. Yeah. And it's weird. It's been like almost 10 years now since I graduated <laughs> high school. And it's so strange. So like weird, yeah. she has kids now and she works <laughs> She actually works down the road from here at this geriatric play, oh, yeah. care center. Oh. Um, but it was just weird catching up with her. I wasn't like close with her in high school, sure. but we just recognized each other and yeah. uh, seeing, like, wondering, like, realizing that I've lived a whole bunch of life oh since gosh. the last time I've seen her, and so has she. 100%. And there's so much stuff that has happened, and we're just crossing paths again mm. and seeing, you I know, we're it. both from the same place, yes. but a lot of different things have happened to us and we've oh changed gosh. a lot since 100%. 2014 yeah. when I graduated. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And she was homecoming queen. <laughs> and, but shout out to Shay Shay if you listen. Shay I don't Shay. think she does. But, um, yeah, that's, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think there's such a really, really cool bond that Wilco kids will always have. And I love running into Wilco yeah. kids because I do it. It's so wild because it's like, duh, of course I'm going to because if I'm in East Nash, you know, mm-hmm. West, and and it's like the second you see them, it's like you're right back to where, yeah. you know, we were at one point in high school. And I think because we all know old Franklin and the way things used to be, it's like we have such a cool, like, close bond of, Definitely. like, we all love this place and always will, but it is such a different Franklin than the one that we grew up in. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. It's like a family outside of our family, but yeah. Wilco Kids Forever, I love it. Yeah, it was cool to see her. Um <laughs> You brought something up when you were talking earlier, and it reminded me of a question that I've been asking some of my recent guests, and I've wanted to kind of bring this question back into the podcast, Um, but it's really about the last two, two and a half years with the pandemic. Mm. Um, You know, I've said this before, I'm not saying the pandemic's over, but... Mm. It's definitely not where it used to be. At least it doesn't feel like <laughs> Thank it. Thank the Lord, yes. Um, it yeah. also feels like COVID itself is probably never going away. It's probably just going to be around. For sure. We're going to have to live with it for the foreseeable future. Yes. But like you said, these la- the pandemic was a crazy time mm-hmm. and left a mark on everybody's life totally. in one way or another. Yeah. And it was a time, I feel like, with a lot of pain and a lot of loss. Yeah. Um, a lot of loneliness mm-hmm. and you know when we look back on it years from now probably won't be the gra- greatest memories <laughs> right but Not at all 
it is still two years of our lives that we're never getting back. And so I wanted to start asking people, what did they learn through the pandemic Mm. and what did they take away with from it that they're able to use now and moving forward? And because with something so tragic and impactful, I think it would be a shame if we went through it and didn't learn anything and didn't gain anything. So I want to ask you that, Cal. Yeah, that's such a good question. That's great. Um, What a time. Like, oh my gosh. I think we can all remember the day we've, you know, heard about this thing and we're like, oh my God, here we go. It was one of those things where like, okay, this is going to be two weeks and then it's over. Whatever, I'll Mm -hmm. smack a mask on. Cool. You know? And so I think for me, honestly, um, and I really, really love my workspace and where I work because I obviously, you know, you have people from every part, every different part of the spectrum of like how they feel about it, you know? And so, um, being able to hear all that, hear the hardships of what people experience through that, how they grow, grew as individuals. For me, I really, really feel like I took so much for granted before Mm. COVID. And I think we all did. And so I think the sweet time we were all able to have in isolation just together as a family was really, really important to me because again, I think we were all just like, so in the rhythm. So just going through the motions and like so much of it for me has been perspective and like, what is the, what are we working towards? What am I contributing to? How do I want to be remembered? How do I want people to feel after meeting me or being in the service, whatever it is. And so I think it, it taught me personally how to be so intentional of just using my time, how I'm treating people, how I am contributing to someone's happiness that I might not ever know or have never met. And I don't know. I think that this is just, again, it's it feels like such a heavy space sometimes with everything that's going on in, in the world. And so I think for me, it's it's been really really hard but also important just to take a step back and say like how do I want to be remembered mm. what are the things that are important to me what are my core values how am I living my life in a way that one day when I'm not here anymore you know if somebody hears my name or thinks of me like how do I want them to feel and yeah. so I think it's been really really challenging and also um a really sweet place for me even in my career because people are hurting people Mm -hmm. are really really hurting after all of this people have lost loved ones that they never expected to lose they lost jobs people i mean the economy people are experiencing homelessness that probably never thought they would Mm -hmm. and and it's just like a continuation of just like really hard things so i think for me again like it's really, really helped me to get to the bottom of myself and, and think of like the things that are important yeah. and like what are the things that I want to be um, putting my energy towards and even just the importance of preserving your energy. And we all truly only have so much of that a day. It's like what are we contributing to or what conversations are worth giving our opinions on and what yeah. conversations are the conversations that you just have to look at someone and agree to disagree and love them through it. And with having so many different people in and out of, again, in my work and in my service room, it's like, we are all so much more alike than we are different. So mm-hmm. why don't we, why don't we hang in the space of like being, 
united and like finding the things that really do like bring us together, which is everyone wants to feel loved. Everyone wants to have a sense of belonging. Everyone wants to feel like they matter. So I think just perspective and making sure that that's something that we think about just in the day to day, because the small things end up being the biggest thing. So perspective. Yeah. I think when everything first started Mm -hmm. and nobody really knew anything, you know, I feel like in America, we're so lucky because that was the first time where ever in my life where I really felt like unsafe totally and i remember this was like first week of like everything shutting down like march 2020 yeah, yeah. i was like are like is everyone gonna die <laughs> literally or, yes and <laughs> right thankfully that didn't happen yeah but yeah i think back on that time and i realized it gave me a really good um perspective on what really matters because totally. i really wasn't worried about a lot of the things that I worried about before. Yes, for sure. Uh, it was just really just the people I yeah. cared about. I remember Alexis was three hours away from me still in school yeah. and we were dating and I was really worried about her. Mm. And I was also worried about my parents. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, I, at that time I was living at home with my parents. I had just started a new job, but mm. I was glad that I could be at home with my parents and, uh, it's funny the things I was just thankful that I was with my family, but yeah. I also really was concerned about Alexis mm-hmm. and when everything stops, it's funny the things that you worry about. Do you remember, yeah, totally. do you remember like a moment or anything of like, Oh wow, this is serious. Oh, that happened to you. What was that? 100%. So in my industry, in my I mean, just my day to day, we are in such a high contact industry that I seriously was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to find a different work, like a different job. Like I'm going to have to learn another skill. I love what I do so much. I really do. I'm so passionate about it. I'm so passionate about people. It's like my favorite way of like mixing and like loving on people and like my passion of people. Mm -hmm. So it's just like the best place and the best work environment I've ever experienced and I worked really hard to get there and so I was like oh my god did you I'm assuming you guys like shut down yeah, for totally. a period of time two and a half months yeah yeah so even especially in that I was like this is sick unemployment this is great but I'm not doing anything <laughs> yeah. and I'm bored and I all I know is work and grind and hustle and so like now what like I yeah. was like oh my gosh like this because you remember how there were um what did they call them? They were just like different phases of what they would mm-hmm. allow gradually yeah. as like the vaccine became available, uh-huh. things like that. And so we were like the last ones right. to be able to go back to work. And mm-hmm. so for me, I was like, oh my gosh. Like I felt like I was completely stripped of what I was so passionate about. So it was really, really scary. Yeah. And understandably so. Like, duh, it's it's a it's a huge, I'm like, I'm, I'm in people's faces all day. Mm-hmm. Like I have to be in contact with people like yeah. every single day. And so I was like, this might be a, like California still like, or, or they were able to go back and they weren't. So I was like, is it going to be that type of situation? Yeah. And then of course, being on my own, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to have five different jobs. Like yeah. it, it honestly, Josh, it was like panic mode yeah. for me in a lot of ways. And I have a ton of anxiety. And so I was like, Oh my gosh. I think panic is... is the right word. Yeah. It was a time of panic for sure. Totally. I, I remember 
like the moment I knew something serious was happening, I, this is corny to talk about <laughs> now, but the moment I knew that like, oh, this is like a big deal was when they canceled an NBA game. No. It was the Utah Jazz and Oklahoma City Thunder. I know. Sure. I remember and that. Yeah. I remember the re- the game was like supposed to start and none of the teams Gosh, were on the floor yeah. and the rest were just kind of standing around talking to each other. And like maybe 20 minutes later, they're like, the game's postponed. Everyone go home. And I was like, oh my gosh. This is serious. They canceled a basketball game for this? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, so that happened. And then the next day I went to work again. Mm. Like I said, I had just started like first week of my new job. I went to work, but nobody, I guess I wasn't on like the communications yet. I hadn't gotten that set up. So it's like me and three other people in the office. (laughs) No. And I was like, oh what is going on? Is everyone not oh coming? Oh my gosh, how scary. Yeah. But we, they had moved to working from home already. I just didn't get the memo. <laughs> and so... You weren't in the loop yet. That was a very strange <laughs> yeah. thing to oh walk into gosh. an empty office back then. Like, gosh. I had no idea what was going on. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, post-apocalyptic yeah. vibes. Yeah. yeah remember was really Broadway? Weird. It was like that too. Like, what yeah. is happening? I yeah. remember Alexis and I, she came up maybe in... April or May just to visit and uh I hadn't been to Nashville since that day that I was in the office yeah (laughs) and so I was like let's go back and see what's going on and it was a ghost town the only other cars on the street were cop cars and it was really well I pray to God we never see a Nashville like that again or or any city like that but Mm -mm. Yeah, like it's, quiet. Never have I ever in my whole life seen yeah. that, seen Broadway quiet. Yeah. yeah. What do you think when you're 80 years old will tell oh your grandkids about the, that time? Oh my gosh. Like I, I think about this too. Cause I, I like read a tweet about it. I remember forever ago and it's like, can you even fathom the future history books yeah. in the year 2020? Like kids are going to be like, what this all happened the same year and so I gosh I I think about it and it you know obviously there's tons that have happened in history that we learned about like it's just something so completely different than anything our parents dealt with like a full-blown global pandemic Mm -hmm. and for us young people like it's like the it's like going into adulthood and it's like okay, this is what you're going to deal with, like, sick, you know, like, it's an exciting and fun, and we're all, like, figuring out, like, what we enjoy in adulthood, how we're going to navigate, like, it's the foundational time in our careers, so to walk into it, like, literally, your first day or first week at at your job, me too, I was just transitioning into aesthetics, I just had got my license, all the things, and so, like, how wild of a beginning chapter of your career like listen if we can get through that we can literally do anything and so I think for kids in the future I think it it just doesn't even sound like it was real even looking back Mm -hmm. like the toilet paper situation don't even get me started but like the small things that came with it too were just bizarro like so wild my parents uh wedding anniversary is March 20th so this early early pandemic and I remember (laughs) that year for their anniversary my dad got my mom a thing of toilet paper 
because it was like a commodity. It was so funny. Like there was lines at the grocery stores. Oh my gosh. No, I remember being in the, yeah, grocery with Auntie Jessica and mom and literally they were like restocking and I'm not kidding. I've never seen so many grown adults like run for toilet paper in my life. It was such a weird thing. Yes. That's the thing that everyone was concerned about was we got to get some paper. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I also remember during, through that time. So Kobe Bryant died in January of 2020. And I remember thinking, I wonder what Kobe would think of this. I don't know. But then it led me to, to, to start thinking about people in my own life who I'd lost and like, or like, like I thought about grandma Jeannie actually. I was like, what would she think if she saw what the world was right now? Because it was so different than anything i think they had ever seen i don't know she would have been a nightmare (laughs) like literally we we've talked about that multiple times like i miss her every single day i think about her every single day but good god almighty am i so thankful that she didn't have to deal with that she was the most hard-headed strong-willed woman like we would have had such a time trying to tame that woman that i in some ways i'm like you know what such a silver lining that sis didn't have to deal with all of that and that was obviously like even with her parents like you're so worried about the older generation mm-hmm. and all the even in the beginning and she was at the time in an assisted living home too so we're just we're thankful she didn't have to deal with that but yeah. i know she's rolling over in her grave like these crazy you see yeah. what's happening well so thanks for reminiscing with yeah, me Cal. Of i really do want to start asking more people about that yeah. just because I think we have to try and take something positive away yes. from it. And um, there's a there's a a quote from I think it was Rahm Emanuel who's a, the mayor of Chicago, mm-hmm. and he was saying it in a different context. <laughs> but he said, yeah. "Never let a good crisis go to waste." Yeah. And um, in that in this circumstance, I think that's true. Like, don't let this crisis that we're coming out of don't let it go to waste because there was a lot to be learned and uh, I think a lot of growth I've seen in myself and in a lot of people around me through the pandemic and so um yeah I think it's good to remember that yeah absolutely I want to ask you what shoes are you wearing (laughs) Um, because they're awesome thank you (laughs) thank you um they are some ones Mm -hmm. I am a sneaker girl through and through i wear them with my dresses because i hate heels but um my brother-in-law actually um is not very happy with me because apparently i don't have them laced correctly oh, wow. so i'm not an actual sneakerhead. i just like i guess pretend to be <laughs> but I, I didn't know that there was com- a wrong way to lace thank your you shoes, but- thank you at Jervon. neither did joshi but yeah there's a way but i was thinking that's one thing you and your new new brother-in-law have in common is that you guys have a passion for shoes, <laughs> for sneakers. And um, yeah. I wanted to ask you, I think I asked Courtney about this last week, but what's it like now having a sister who's a married woman and going through her Kate's wedding and everything and now she's moved in with her husband? Uh, what's that like? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. Sorry, the lamp. Um <laughs> We were just, we just had a sister's FaceTime today with the three of us and we do that from, you know, throughout the week and stuff, but it has been the sweetest thing to watch. Um, obviously we talk with them 
a ton. And like my sister is the best version of herself. Mm. Seriously. Thank God for Trevon. Mm. <laughs> She's, he's just the biggest answer to prayer. Seriously. Like Kate just needed, not she didn't need anyone. No, no woman needs anyone, <laughs> but I'm just saying Kate really, really has benefited from having someone that really balances her out. And I'm sure he would say the same about her. So I think it's been really great to see, especially in this season of my life, though, like people that share the same core values and that bring out the best, genuinely bring out the best in one another. Mm-hmm. So it's been really sweet. They have a cute cat now named Bean, and she's so teeny <laughs> and precious, and they're just thriving. They're really happy. I'm so stoked and proud of the both of them. And I love Trevon with a passion. I'm laughing because if you could only be a fly on the wall with my sisters and sweet Trevon, mm. it's so funny because obviously you, you've known us our whole life. We have passionate personalities. Mm-hmm. So the three of us together, there's a lot of energy. It's high intensity. A lot of time the camaraderie is crazy. And he just like is the best guy to hang with. Like he just sits through all of our just (laughs) full-blown sister sessions and yelling sometimes and feeling passionate about things and it's just like yeah anyways (laughs) he's the best like you have to be able to like hang with the sisters obviously in order to to survive and he's so good at it he's hilarious i love having a brother it's so Mm -hmm. fun he's my dad's obviously so happy we're chopped liver now he doesn't care (laughs) about us he really doesn't um but it's been the best it's a really really it's been a fun fun season for our families i love it what was it like getting to see um your parents experience kate and trevon's wedding like seeing Mm. that yeah. Part of just seeing it through their eyes. What was that like for you? I loved it. It's like so, I, it's so emotional even thinking about it. It was just the perfect day. Um, my dad is obviously the ultimate girl dad. And so for him to be, ex- for him to experience that for the first time, I think we all knew it was going to be such an emotional time. Like, homeboy couldn't even talk about walking her down the aisle beforehand mm. without like full blown losing his marbles and like sobbing about it. So, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, okay, like, are we gonna have to have someone like catch him if he faints or like if he like falls mm. out? Like, but um, it was really, really sweet. There was really sweet time of prayer that they had during the ceremony, and so. I I loved seeing how proud they were of her and Kate's just amazing. And so all we've ever wanted for each other and her is just to be happy. And so it's just, it was the best time to be able to celebrate them, celebrate their growth. They've been together forever. Mm -hmm. And so my dad, again, like he just had the biggest smile on his face the whole time. Cause I know he's just so relieved to have a son-in-law and, not be the only guy out and Jervon loves the Lakers and loves basketball. Like literally couldn't be any more of a perfect like brother-in-law coming into the family. So it was a really sweet time for for us all and for our girl dad, for sure. I remember when Eli got married to Amelia. Yeah. Like honestly, one of my favorite parts of that wedding besides watching Eli get married Mm -hmm. was watching my parents get to experience it and seeing how proud they were of him and Amelia and um emotional they were Mm -hmm. and I don't know I really enjoyed that part of the wedding (laughs) yeah no I loved it it was so sweet um I think I asked Courtney this last week but I also want to ask you and 
this is not me asking you to bash Kate's wedding or anything like that. Because <laughs> her wedding was beautiful and amazing. Oh my gosh, yes. But I do want to ask you now, going through her wedding and being the maid of honor, mm-hmm. or a maid of honor. Mm-hmm. One um, half, yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything that you took away from her wedding that if one day you were to get married that you're like, I don't want to do it like that. Or maybe I really do want to do it like that. It, do you, Does anything stick out to you first that you all, can share? First of all, thank you for acknowledging if I went to get married because let's, <laughs> um, who knows? I can just be the single fun out the rest of my life. But I'm cool with that. But um, definitely, I think you forget how much goes into a wedding mm-hmm. until you are that close to the planning process, that close to, you know, the wedding planner, all, all the small, tiny details. And Caitlin was amazing at doing everything. She was just incredible. But I think the thing that you fail to realize is just, it feels like a second job. Like mm-hmm. it is so much that yeah. you have to prepare for. And mm-hmm. in one tiny day, it's over. Yeah. Like that is the most mind-blowing thing ever to me. And so I think my favorite part and Kate's so elaborate and everything was like literally perfect. If you've seen her pictures, you're like, what on earth? Like this is a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. But um, I think what I really, really love is just, and it has been with all of the weddings in our family so t- so far, it's just like the time of just like celebration at mm. the end. And so for me, if I like just had that, I'm so stoked. Mm. I'm so happy. Like I just care about being together and I care about my people being there and literally like that is it i Mm -hmm. joked with my mom and i'm like kind of serious about it but i would love to elope and just go and do it oh yeah and then come and just have like the biggest banger of a party with my family Mm -hmm. like i would be so completely happy and content with that alexis and i really did consider that did you really because i'm like why would you not like guess we considered it when we were starting to have to pay for the wedding (laughs) Right and, when you saw the dollar signs on everything, the yeah. Planning for the wedding, 100%. we were like, it, it was like, do we really want to do this? Because we could just do like a totally. reception, and we totally. ended up, we ended up doing the wedding, which I'm glad we did. Loved but it. we definitely Perfect did consider day. it, and I yeah. totally see why people do that. Well, and and the other thing too is like so much of it, which obviously like it is about the two of them, and it's about something, but like so much of it is for Aunt Susie that you've seen, you haven't seen in yeah. 19 years, and it's like your mom's tea group that like you have to invite. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, that is cool, okay? I'm here for that. However, I'm not about to pay thousands of dollars for homegirl that I literally have never seen in my life. Like that's the part, that's the side of it that I was, I was kind of like, I'm cool. Like I, and the expectation and like everyone, like, you know, there's just so much there really is. Like, it feels like it's such a high intense, like tons of anxiety around something that's supposed to be like, so, which Kate did such a great job at like balancing the two of them. She was so chill. She was like, listen, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Like so chill, like the best. But for me, I don't know. I just think like that'd be so fun to just go out in the middle of nowhere or somewhere like that we both enjoy to go do the thing, come back and have a party yeah, and have a down payment on a house yeah, or you know, totally. something like that. I, t- I definitely agree. I think so. the, one of the hardest parts of wedding planning for me mm-hmm. was making our guest list. Yes. Like, Cause we had a limited, like we had like a number that was like, 
you only i think it was like 150 like we only have 150 chairs at the venue so anything over that those people are gonna have to stand and whatever and so we had like a hard cap and 150 people is not that many people when you're thinking about like someone families (laughs) and so and also you have to think totally uh, like half of those were also alexis's guests too so i really only had like 75 (laughs) spots and for us and so that was hard for me because and like you said like i don't want to i don't want this to sound bad but like i had my list and it was at 75 and then I showed it to my parents and then they named like another 70 people. They're like, are you going to invite these people? <laughs> right. Are you going to invite these people? Totally. And I wish yeah. I could have invited everybody that was on that list. Of um, course. But I couldn't. So I had to make decisions. And so <laughs> oh, that was a hard, stressful. probably the hardest part for me was making our list. And without um, a doubt, I'm sure that gives me anxiety even thinking about it. Cause yeah. also I'm such, I call, I call myself a recovering empath because I know and realize I can't take everything <laughs> on myself, but like literally the thought of that makes me want to scream. Like I would want to invite everyone and yeah. feel so horrible if I forgot someone right. or there's just a lot around yeah. planning a wedding. Goodness. Well, I do have one more question I want to ask you, Cal. And <laughs> I've heard you say this, and I think some of it is a joke, but maybe some of it's not. And I don't want you to feel like you have to joke about it with me, okay. but you've mentioned like, maybe I'll just be the single aunt forever or whatever. I'm the worst. And first off, I don't see it. I don't think that there's anything to laugh about like about yeah. that. But I do want to ask you just about singleness yeah. as you're in a season of singleness right now. And... I want to ask, like, what is the cha- What are the challenges with that, mm-hmm. and what are some of the things that you like about it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I joke about it because I love it so much mm-hmm. that there's part of me. Because true, I mean, there's part of me that really, really believes in the continuation of investing in your own individuality, even in a relationship. So I think like I'm really working on in this season, like having a really strong foundation in my core values and how I feel about myself, my self-love, my innermost being, um, just embracing my individualism and like how, how, what kind of human do I want to be? What kind of, you know, where do I draw the line and certain things and where are my boundaries and so I think I'm having a really great time finding that out for myself and I think when you come from such a huge family that was really nothing that wasn't really something we were taught of like the importance of like knowing who you are and like what you really feel at the end of the day like outside of what everyone else feels because we were obviously raised in such a sweet community that it, it was in a lot of ways like I felt like I was um raised in kind of a codependent environment a little bit of like, oh, well, this is what we believe because like, you know, this Mm -hmm. is what the tribe believes. So that's what we, so I think like really discovering like, what do I like? Like, what are the things that are important to me? Like, um, how do I want to live? All those things. It's really fun to like fully be able to pour in and invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. So I really, I'm not going to let you love it Mm -hmm. so much that sometimes I'm like to my therapist, like, what if I just like love it too much? And I always (laughs) am going to love it. But I think that's why, you know, at the end of the day, you have to find someone 
um, that shares your core values. And I've learned that that's not necessarily always something I'm going to be able to fix in someone. And mm-hmm. so I think I'm just crazy intentional about what I need and, um, moving forward eventually, you know, getting back into the dating world and stuff. Like I've been on a few dates, but you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. actual serious relationships, but like, I think that's something I'm really thankful I discovered before going into a relationship because yeah. there's a lot of things I think that, um, you know, just society standards and things like that of like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. This is like, you know, the timing of this. So that's, I think probably has been a little bit of the challenge is like, what a wild space to be in, especially in our family when like everyone my age is married, everyone is like continuing to get married. And it's just like, it makes me so stoked and happy for them. And also it, it ultimately, you know, you're like, going to these weddings when you usually had a plus one, you know? So like it feels different, but it feels like a really good different. Mm. I think I have so much peace just about who I am. And I'm so thankful again for kind of unpacking some of my trauma, some of the things that I really, really didn't address in my last relationship. And I wish I would have while I was in it. Um, But I think again, like I think just having really strong women around me and, and people to be able to bounce off ideas like what a, what a partnership should look like has been really, really valuable to me. And there's part of me too. That's like, gosh, I'm still working through all this stuff. Like there's just so much, I mean, therapy and growth is not linear. That's what Mm -hmm. I've learned. It's just not, there's so much that changes in life. There's so much that are, I mean, life is always going to constantly throw things at you. It's just a matter of how you respond and what, like the type of person you want to be. So I think just like, I'm really thankful for this time and just having a good foundation in individualism and what I think. And I've never been able to fully experience that on my own in my adulthood. So it's so fun. Mm -hmm. And I love the people I've met through it. I love like different perspectives. And I think just... Yeah, like being able to really, really fully embrace that is where you want to be anyways going into a relationship eventually. So Definitely. Um, I think when I think about like marriage Uh as someone who is very new to it, Mm -hmm. I think that like I feel like from my experience, people in our generation... Yeah are very much more open to like questioning the institution of marriage 100%. than maybe prior generations. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I think that's probably what happens when half of all marriages end in divorce in the yeah. country. And yeah. um, I think, but I think it's a healthy questioning yeah. for the most part, because I feel like people in our generation take marriage very seriously mm-hmm. and like, You'll see, I see it more often, like, people like Kate and Jervon, who they dated for six, seven years before getting married. And I'm sure there was people questioning, like, what are you guys waiting for? Totally. And what it, what's all this? And, you know, I get where they're coming from, but at the same time, it's Kate and Jervon's marriage. Totally. And, Absolutely. Um, and not to single them out. There's lots of couples <laughs> that, that choose to do that. And... I think there's more and more people who are deciding, I'm not saying this is you, but there's more and more people that are deciding, you know, I don't know if marriage is for me. I don't know. I don't see the value in it. Mm -hmm. And 
I sympathize for those people and I think I understand it. I understand why, um, you know, marriage is not a priority for a lot of people in our generation. And I think hopefully as our generation ages and (laughs) those who get married, get married and those who don't, don't, I hope that will be a generation of healthier marriages and also a generation of healthier single people. Yeah. And I, whichever one you decide to be, Cal, <laughs> I, I want you to know that mm-hmm. I think I see a healthy Cali. And I know that you're still working, and as am I, and hopefully everyone else is. But um, it makes me proud to see where you are in life Thank right you. now. Thank and you, um, you inspire me. And uh, I'm really thankful that you came to talk. Thank you. Yep. I love you. Love you too. Thank you so much. Don't make me cry. I guess, oh, we'll, I guess we'll end right there. Okay. Unless you have anything else to say. Um, can I just add one tiny yeah. little thing? I think that like our generation has done a really good job at, at acknowledging mental health. Mm-hmm. And so I think obviously that needs to be something that like you really, really invest in before thinking of a partnership. And mm-hmm. I think... Um, Social media has done a lot, done a number on our generation, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, just, again, with the expectations of, like, this is what you should be doing. This is what you shouldn't be doing. But, like, all I've learned through this is, like, you are, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And everything, every choice that have has led you up to this point in life meant was supposed to happen. And so I think just fully embracing that and fully embracing just yourself and the importance of self-love and really fully just diving into that is so, so important. If you're single and listening to this, it truly is. It's so much better on the other side. And so, yeah, I I totally agree with you though. I love marriage. I love love. I'm such a hopeless romantic. And so I think I, I totally agree with you though. I think we have what it takes to turn this thing around. And I hope that people know like marriage and partnership is still such a beautiful thing. And in a lot of ways, I think, you know, we're designed to feel a sense of belonging and designed to be able to do life with people. And so, um, yeah, I hope we turn it around too. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love that we are a bunch of strong men and women and figuring it out with, with like-minded people has been the most important thing. And I think will continue to be the most important thing. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. <laughs> thank you, Carol. I, I love all day. you. <laughs> love you, too. So those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day. Uh, run to your nightmare. Run to the terror. Run so hard breaks in the air. You've been overthinking. Run with the phantoms. Run with the ghouls. Run with the goblins and goons. You've been overthinking. Run with the failures, run with the mess, run with the scars on your chest, you've been overthinking. Yeah. Run to your nightmares, run to the tear, run to heartbreaks in the air, you've been overthinking.
Till heart breaks in the air, you've been overthinking Run with the phantoms, run with the ghouls Run with the goblins and goons, you've been overthinking Run with the failures, run with the mess Run with the scars on your chest, you've been overthinking In the air, you've been Run till heart breaks in the air, you've been overthinking.